Broadcasting coast to coast. Sports talk the way it was meant to be. This is Fazy's Take. Now, here's your host, Jake Fazy. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fazy's Take podcast. Thanks for stopping by. We got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about the coronavirus because obviously we talk about the coronavirus every time. Uh, we're going to talk about the horse competition that took place in the NBA, along with a few other things in basketball. We're going to give the Fazies Take Mock Draft 2.0 for the upcoming NFL Draft. And we're going to talk about a police investigation at an NFL quarterback's house. Also, we have a double dingus of the week this week, since I've kind of forgot about that lately. So looking forward to calling a few people stupid, because frankly, they did make some dumb decisions in the recent week. Special listener shout-out this week, a listener birthday shout-out to my little cousin, Sophia. Sophia, a subscriber and listener of the show, so happy birthday to her. Happy 12th birthday, almost a teenager, making me feel old. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening to the show, Soph, and happy birthday yesterday to you. Now, without further ado, let's get right into the show. Little coronavirus update this week. Uh, I finally figured out why it's called COVID-19. Maybe I'm behind on this, but I know I'm not alone. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and explain it for those of you that don't know it and that were in the same boat as I was. Uh, the CO in COVID stands for Corona. The V in COVID stands for virus. The D in COVID stands for disease. And the 19 is the origin year, which is 2019. So a little bit of information there for all you guys out there that were just like me and had no idea why it was called that. I just kept saying it because that's what I heard the smart people say. But in COVID news, I got a hot take for you. Uh, I believe that no sports that were in progress are coming back, excluding baseball, which technically wasn't in progress yet because we were still in the spring training phase. But the two major leagues, the MLB or the uh, NBA and the NHL, I do not believe will be coming back. I believe those seasons will be canceled. I don't think that there's any way. I mean, they're talking about we aren't even able to leave our houses yet and there's talks of the quarantine also being extended so i think there's no way that those seasons will continue uh, i think they will have to be canceled uh, overall i think the mlb might start in the summer if it would it would be late july and i think the nfl uh might start in september still if it w- if it is it'll be late september maybe even early october uh because they miss otas and workouts and things like that that they're going to want to have in house And the NFL just said that until every single facility is able to be opened, none will be opened. If they're not going to give teams disadvantages because their facilities have not opened because the, the pandemic is worse in their area. So until every single facility can be opened, none will be open to level the playing field there. Uh, But that might, I mean, the NFL might still start in September. I mean, that's what Trump said. Uh, I think that was last week. So don't really necessarily know how how much that opinion is, is viable. But I do believe that no sports that were happening will continue. I believe they will be canceled. And the other sports that are in the future will definitely get pushed back a decent chunk. In the NFL, Christian McCaffrey running back for the Panthers gets paid. McCaffrey signed a four-year, $64 million deal. That's $16 million annually, which is $6 million over the franchise tag amount. Great for Christian McCaffrey. Solid running back. Deserves 
every penny that he is getting. Now, as far as someone who does not necessarily deserve all the money they're probably going to get paid, there was a police investigation last Friday at the residence of Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Dak, Zeke, and plenty of others were suspected of hosting a party, which Dak later came out and said there was less than 10 people at. Um, because obviously there is a law currently restricting gatherings of over 10 people because, you know, we're in a global pandemic right now, Mr. Prescott. So what prompted you to have a pandemic party and possibly put yourself and others at risk for a dangerous virus that has killed a lot of people? Questionable decision. He finally came out the other day with a, um... An announcement on his social media that was typed in the notes app and screenshotted and posted. Uh, not a video of him actually apologizing. Uh, so still questionable there. I definitely think that Dak has a lot to learn from that. Uh, especially considering he has not necessarily gotten paid yet. He hasn't signed a contract yet. So he really needs to be watching the stupid stuff that he's doing. Because that will affect how much he ends up making in the future. Now for the time that we've all been waiting for. The Phases Take Mock Draft 2.0, baby. Uh, six days until the draft. So we definitely got a lot to look forward to. I'm, I'm really excited for it. It's just because, you know, lately all we've been able to see are reruns. And the draft is finally something that's real. And it may not be a live sport, but it's something that's real. It's something that's going to affect sports uh, that are happening right now. So I'm very excited for it. So without further ado, let's get right into my top 10 mock draft with the first pick in the 2020 virtual nfl draft the cincinnati Bengals will select quarterback joe burrow from lsu this is no surprise to anyone okay joe is a team leader last season he had 5671 passing yards 368 rushing yards showing that he's athletic okay he can't just throw the ball he can run too he had more rush yards this year than Tua Tagovailoa had in his entire career and he also put up 399 last year as well so Joe definitely displaying that he is not just a gunslinger that he can run the ball to on top of that he had a 76.7 completion percentage on 527 attempts this year with 60 touchdowns arguably one of the greatest seasons of any college quarterback ever Joe Burrow will certainly be going number one at the second pick the Washington Redskins should select Defensive end from the Ohio State University, Chase Young. I don't know why this pick is so debated that Washington is going to pass up on this guy, but if they do, they are foolish. I will tell you that. Arguably one of the greatest college football players of last season, arguably the best of last season, and he only played 12 out of the 14 games. He totaled six and a half sacks, 46 total tackles. 21 total yards of tackles for loss, and 7 forced fumbles. This man is an absolute game wrecker. He can flood the pocket, make quarterbacks terrified every time they just smell his breath coming towards them. Uh, and he's going to make a lot of plays in the backfield to help a defense out. And he could help Landon Collins, in, Landon Collins in what I would say is a lackluster Washington defense next year. So I think that they would be foolish not to select Chase Young at number 2. Pick number three belongs to the Detroit Lions, who should select cornerback Jeff Okuda from the Ohio State University. Okuda was number two in the Big Ten for interceptions with three last season, also racking up nine pass breakups. Now, in his entire career, he was targeted 62 times in man coverage and only allowed 25 completions, so he is shut down whenever the ball is thrown his way. He ran a 4.4840 yard dash at the combine, and I think he would make a great compliment to Desmond Trufant over there in Detroit, so I think 
Pick number three, Jeff Okuda. With the fourth pick, I believe the New York Giants will select linebacker Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Now, this is a guy that I had heard a lot about, especially after his combine, which we'll talk about later. Uh, but I didn't really know much about him, so I watched some film, I looked at some stats, and holy crap, this dude is a monster. Okay, if it, I mean, this, this class, this draft class overall is, is definitely going to be one of the best we've seen in a long time. Isaiah Simmons, 104 total tackles last season. He had eight pass breakups and three interceptions, which is almost identical to the stats of the number one cornerback in the draft. He had seven sacks at the combine. He ran a 4.3940 yard dash as a linebacker. Okay, this dude is scary. At the combine, they asked him, they said, uh, Isaiah, what position would you say that you play? And he answered with defense. And this makes complete sense to me because his, uh, his coverage stats almost match the number one corner in the draft. And on top of his 104 total tackles and seven sacks. I mean, this dude is the epitome of defensive football players. I think the Giants need a defensive standout, and Isaiah Simmons could definitely be the one for them. Isaiah Simmons from Clemson at pick number four. Now, pick number five is another pick that has been heavily debated. The Miami Dolphins have that one, and I believe that they will take quarterback Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama. Now, a lot of people think that they could take Justin Herbert. Uh, some people think that they could trade up, but I think that they will stay right where they're at. Obviously, Tua's 2019 stats do not speak for how good he is, so I'm not even going to do him the disservice of reading them due to his injury. But in 2018, he had 3,966 passing yards with a 69 completion percentage on 355 attempts on top of 190 total rushing yards. Clearly, not the best quarterback in the draft, not worthy of going over Joe Burrow, but I do think that he will be a great fit for a struggling Dolphins team that might need an athletic quarterback like him because they haven't really had one with Ryan Tannehill and then last season with Fitzpatrick and Rosen. So I think Tua Tagovailoa definitely going to be a solid pick at number five for the Dolphins. Pick number six belongs to the Los Angeles Chargers, who recently lost Phillip Rivers, their longtime quarterback. So I believe they will select quarterback Justin Herbert from Oregon. This is another guy that I had heard a lot about, but did not know much about until I did do some research on him. And this kid's a stud too. I knew he was smart in the classroom, but I didn't know how smart he was on the field. Now he has 3,471 pass yards last season, 32 touchdowns, a 66.8 completion percentage on 428 total attempts. Uh, one downfall that I did notice uh, comparing his stats to some of the other quarterbacks in the draft he did throw six picks last season, and he's thrown 14 over the last two years as a starter, which is why I have him slotted behind Tua. I think he's a little bit less consistent, uh, but I do think that he is athletic. He is smart. Uh, this can allow him to keep broken down plays alive and make them into something, uh, which I think could be great for the Los Angeles Chargers. He has a big arm. I mean, he can sling the ball, so I think he'll be a great pair with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Hunter Henry down there in Los Angeles. I think if they pick up Justin Herbert at pick number six, they could be looking up after a disappointing last season. With the seventh pick, I believe the Carolina Panthers will select defensive lineman Derek Brown from the University of Auburn. Uh, Derek Brown had 55 total tackles last season and four sacks and two forced fumbles. This dude is big. He is scary. He is physical. I watched him body slam uh, UCF running back Adrian Killens. 
uh, earlier this season, and that was very scary. Possibly, I mean, I believe that was an illegal hit. I don't know if he got flagged for that, but just showing the amount of power that this dude has, that he can pick up a Division One running back, flip him upside down, and throw him back on the ground was, was scary. Um, he has the ability to move offensive linemen and open up gaps for guys like Shaq Thompson or Trey Boston on the Panthers to fill uh, whenever they blitz. So I do think he would be a great fit in Carolina. Pick number seven, defensive lineman Derek Brown. Now here's where things get interesting, okay? Eight, nine, and ten uh, are very debated picks. There's the Arizona Cardinals, Jacksonville Jaguars, followed by the Cleveland Browns. There are three offensive linemen, offensive tackles that really stand out in this draft, and they were debated on which order they would go in. So, with the eighth pick, I believe the Arizona Cardinals will select offensive tackle Jedrick Wills from the University of Alabama. I watched a lot of film on this dude, and I think that he is the best tackle in the draft. Despite people thinking that Tristan Wirfs is, I think that Jedrick Wills definitely is the best tackle in the draft. For starters, he's big as an offensive tackle needs to be. He's also strong. I watched him uh, take on defenders at full speed, and when he slaps down their arms whenever they try to get their hands on him first, it looks like he could definitely snap somebody's forearm in half. He is strong. He's very fundamental. He's very consistent, which is why I have him higher than Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs tends to be a little less consistent, especially in his passing sets, so I do think that Jedrick Wills is better than him in that regard, and I think playing with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, you have to be very aware and reactionary to changes in the game, which is why I think that Jedrick Wills will be perfect to go at the number eight pick to the Arizona Cardinals. Pick number nine belongs to a Jacksonville Jaguars team that is definitely blind right now. I don't know where they're going to go next season, but I do know that they need a star. So I think that they will pick up wide receiver Jerry Judy from the University of Alabama. Jerry Judy is a stud. He's shined for Alabama over the last two years with 145 total receptions, 2,478 receiving yards, and 24 total touchdowns. Once he gets separation from defensive backs, they have no chance at catching him. His, His route running is ridiculous. He's fast. He's elusive. Jacksonville, like I said, in need of a star for that team because I'm going to be totally honest with you, Garner Minshew is not a good face for that franchise. So I think that Jerry Judy could bring a lot to that team. Uh, I think that with Minshew being an average quarterback, he needs an above average receiver, which is why I think Jerry Judy is a great pick at number nine for the Jaguars. Now pick number 10 belongs to the Cleveland Browns, and I believe they will select offensive tackle Makai Becton. Yes, that is right. Not Tristan Wirfs. I do not think he will go in the top 10. I watched a lot of film on him, and I just don't think that he's as good as everyone's hyping him up to be. So if these teams can see past the hype, I believe that he will not go in the top 10, and I think the Browns will select Makai Becton from Louisville. He's big. He's fast. He's 364 pounds. Heaviest guy in the draft or in the uh, at the combine, he runs a 5-1-1 at 364 pounds. That's unbelievable. Okay, this is gonna allow him to give Baker time to get the ball out because he's strong and he's fast. He can move defensive players and he can give Baker some time. And if the play breaks down, he's good at keeping the protection and opening up a good hole for the quarterback to get out of the pocket and make something happen. Uh, So this is why I think that the Cleveland Browns should select Makai Becton at number 10. That's it for my mock draft, the Fazies Take Mock Draft 2.0. We will see next Thursday how many of my picks are right. I think that I am uh, a genius in this regard, so I do think that all my picks will be right. 
Uh, but who knows? It's draft night. There's always surprises. So we will see you next Thursday how many I got right. But that is it for the NFL. Very, very sad news coming out of the NBA uh, this week. Carl Anthony Towns of the Minnesota Timberwolves' mother has passed away due to complications from the coronavirus. She was 58 years old. Uh, she was loved by the community uh, and the NBA and also University of Kentucky where he went to college. She'll be greatly missed. Thoughts and prayers are with the Towns family in this tough time for them. On a lighter note, we had the uh, horse competition this week. I would say NBA, but there was some retired guys and some WNBA players mixed in there too. Uh, and I watched it and there were some surprises. Definitely. My pick was Trey Young uh, to win the whole thing and he got knocked out in the first round. Uh, so definitely not a, not a smart one by me there, but I think a lot of people also thought Trey Young was going to win. So I think he just disappointed us. We did not make the wrong pick. Now round one results. We had Chauncey Billup defeating Trey Young. Like I said, Mike Conley defeated Tamika Catchings, Zach Levine destroyed Paul Pierce and Allie Quigley defeated Chris Paul. So couple surprises there. Um, after this round, I did think that Zach Levine was going to pull it out. In round two, Mike Conley defeated Chauncey Billups. Zach Levine defeated Allie Quigley. Zach Levine did a lot of trick layups because he wasn't allowed to dunk, and we all know how athletic he is. And from a guy that plays a lot of horse against an older brother who is way more athletic than he has been always, the trick layups in horse will get you. They really will get you. So that was why I thought that Zach Levine was going to pull it out. But Mike Conley shocked him in the finals and took home the horse competition championship. Now, Mike Conley had a pretty dope setup, okay? He had a fully indoor facility, so he didn't have to deal with the elements like everyone else. But not to knock his win or anything, congratulations to Mike Conley on winning the inaugural NBA slash WNBA horse competition. Also in the world of basketball, the basketball community was thrilled this week to finally hear where high school star Jalen Green would go to college. And as it is becoming a very big trend, he has decided that he will forego college and head to the NBA G League. Uh, my take on this, this is horrible. This is bad for the kids. Okay, I know they're saying, oh, well, why not let him go out of high school? You know, Kobe did it. LeBron did it. What's what's the harm? I think, I, I really do think that this is horrible for the kids. This is setting them up. You hear all these stories about guys that get out of the league and they lose all their money because they don't know anything more to do with it. All they've had, uh, all, the, all the knowledge that they have is what they've been doing in the league when they've had a constant inflow of income. Well, when you, when you put guys out of high school straight to the league and give them all this money, they don't know what to do with it, okay? That's me right now. If I were to be making millions on millions of dollars and living on my own this year, that would be a disaster, Okay, I think that this whole thing, that it, this is beginning to be a really big trend, and I think that the NBA is going to begin allowing people to come out of high school again, which I think is just so utterly stupid. Okay, all credit to the kids that are doing good out there, that are playing there, excelling in basketball, and, and want to make it to the next level, but at least make them go to college for a year, maybe take some personal finance classes, or get some sort of knowledge of living on their own. Uh, in a controlled environment before they're on their own in the real world. Um, so Jalen Green, I guess good for him going to the G League, uh, going to go to the league. Uh, some other players that did the same thing this week. I think it's pretty stupid, but 
you know, that's just my opinion. And we will see how that pans out uh, and how the NBA handles it with them now supposedly going to allow guys to come straight out of high school. But that's it for the basketball community. In the world of racing, or in this time, iRacing, Kyle Larson has been suspended indefinitely and fired from his racing team for using a racial slur during a virtual race stream. Uh, Kyle Larson is, is racing, I think they're on Twitch streaming, and he thinks that no one can hear him. So what does he say? He drops a huge N-bomb. Uh, hey, Kyle. Oh, you're talking to everyone, man. That's what, that's what they said back to him. What an absolute idiot, man. Holy crap. You cannot go around saying that. Even if you don't, I mean, I don't know who you are. I don't know how you talk on a normal basis. Uh, but if you're live, even if you don't think that everyone can hear you, out of all of the words that you can use, you choose that one. What an absolutely horrific decision by Kyle Larson. Uh, I think he deserves everything that's coming to him right now, not only from NASCAR, but from the community as well. A huge screw up there, and I do not think he is going to come back from that one anytime soon, as he probably should not. Like I said in the intro, guys, we got a double dingus of the week. Pretty exciting. Haven't done dingus of the week in a while just because without any sports, there's really not too many opportunities to screw up. So it's extra dingus of the week if you can find a way to screw up without sports even being a real thing right now. Uh, So dingus of the week, for those of you that don't know, is a segment where we ask, Are you stupid? And this week's two dingus of the week, dingus, dinguses of the week. Uh, number one, going to be Kyle Larson, as we talked about using a racial slur on a Twitch live stream. Not a great decision from you there, bud. And, uh, number two is going to be Dak Prescott for throwing a huge party during a global pandemic. Both of you guys, absolute dinguses and, uh, congratulations. You are this week's dinguses of the week. That's all I got for you guys today. Thanks for stopping by a bit of a lengthy show. Uh, but I am Going to get lengthier as I continue to get to my normal upload schedule, which is once a week. Uh, I was doing the twice a week, but now I kind of actually have to try again in school because, you know, things are actually settled down and and the online classes are very steady and consistent. So I think I'm only going to be doing the, the Friday uploads. But hey, I mean, that's all right. As long as we get out all the content that we need to, that's okay with me. I hope that's okay with you as well. But I thank you guys for stopping by and tuning in to another episode. And I hope to see you in next week's episode. This has been the Phases Take Podcast.